0: Technically, this will be, uh, you know, episode one of the podcast. And like I said, we're going to talk about day game first. Um, I want to go through the day game ebook, which for any of you guys who haven't registered for it for free on the site, just go to interconfidence.com/ebooks, and you can download a copy of the day game ebook as well as a bunch of other. Cool ebooks and I know probably half of you schmucks that are listening into this have not done that. So, just go there right now and pick up a copy. Um, go through it and watch the videos because I'm going to be referring. Don't do it now, obviously, but after the call, I'm going to be referring to a lot of the video stuff, um, you know, at different points. And if you haven't watched those videos, I definitely encourage you to do so because you can see everything I'm going to be talking about in action. So, why why out of all the fucking topics I could pick, did I choose to do day game? And I even talked it over with Maxwell before. You know, there's so many, well, there's not so many, but the fundamental topics of being good with women, you know, are typically fashion, texting, conversation skills, um, what we kind of refer to as your cool genes, you know, the, the, your swagger, the, the way you walk, the way you talk, your confidence level, all those things that give off. Um, but why day game? And the reason why I chose day game and the reason why it's, if you are good at day game, the rest of your game will be 10 times better. In fact, if you suck at day game, I know that you suck in pretty much all areas of game. Um, if you're too scared to talk to a girl during the day, you probably miss a shitload of opportunities while you're out in a more social environment. Um, and why day game is so awesome? Well, there's a few reasons. It's free. It doesn't require any sort of commitment to going out at night. You don't need a buddy to go out with or a wingman. There's no competition. There's no cock blocks. There's no loud music. There's no entry fee, velvet ropes, bottle service that you got to contend with. Nothing builds your confidence faster. Like approaching women, getting over your fear of hitting on girls, um, your conversation skills, your ability to stay grounded, to remain confident, to connect with her instead of being stuck in your head trying to figure out what to say. I guarantee, for most of you guys, that there's an element where you're always trying to think of something witty to say next. And the difference between the moderators and you know. The clients, and my, like, a huge difference is I very rarely see the moderators trying to, like, actively come up with something to say next. They're actually listening to the conversation, believe it or not. And it's impossible to do that if you're nervous. If you're nervous, your your nerves are going to take you out. You're going to be racing ahead in your mind, trying to calm yourself down. And the only way to get by that is with repetitions. And to memorize the the opening lines, the transition statements, and the closing lines. There's not a whole lot to remember. I'm going to take you guys through it. But you got to practice. You know, do what Kin did practice in the mirror. Um, Call one of the other guys in the group and practice delivering the lines. And if you don't have the lines memorized, you're going to deliver them like an asshole. You're going to tongue tied. You're going to stumble over the words. You're not going to actually connect with what you're saying. The tonality is going to be off. Your body language will be off. There's a million reasons why your subtle communication will be off. And remember, it doesn't matter so much what you say. It just matters that your intention is clear and that you're exuding confidence. If you're doing those things, she's going to be attracted to you. If you just have the lines memorized and you're not exuding confidence, you have no chance. You're going to get, I have a boyfriend all day, every day. So, you know... Coming from a guy who has access to free bottle service, models, um, opportunities to go out in all of the major cities that have any sort of nightlife all over Europe and the US, day game is still my favorite way to meet women. And that should tell you something. Like, I can go out to a table tonight in LA with seven models and like two other guys, but I still prefer day game over that. And if you want to know all the reasons why, if that seems kind of counterintuitive, then ask me after I go through the content. You know, write it down. Remind yourself to ask me. Um, but that's, that's really the case. So if you aren't satisfied with your love life, you should be hitting on a minimum of 10 chicks per week. Minimum. All right? Each interaction maybe takes a minute to three minutes. So I'm not asking a lot there. I'm asking for 10 to 30 minutes, maybe an hour to get you actual fucking dates. You'll get over your approach anxiety and odds are, even if you're new at this, you might walk away with, I'd say one out of 10 or one out of 20, depending on your fashion, your height, your body language. Um, One out of 20 isn't a hard number to shoot for. And that's not bad, right? Like, for me, if I go out during the day and hit on ten girls, I'm usually going to walk away with four phone numbers, and two of those will result in a date. So that's two dates a week for just doing ten approaches. When I do day game, you know, each session I'm going to do ten approaches. The first approach is always the hardest approach. You're going to be nervous. You're going to fuck it up. You're going to deliver everything wrong. But don't worry about that. The first one is just a warm up. After that, it becomes way easier. Your approaching anxiety goes down. And everything kind of flows. So don't just go out and do one. I mean, you can, but if you're going to do one, you might as well do two, three, four, five, six, you know, if the opportunities are presenting themselves. Sometimes if you live in fucking rural New Jersey or some shithole where you don't have access to women on an easy basis, then you might have to do that one a day. Um, now, so be it. Move, move somewhere that doesn't suck. There's my solution to that. So. Everyone should be doing this. You know, I I can't hound people enough to do more day game. Nothing is better for you. And you'll feel awesome about yourself after. So let's talk about the fundamentals. um, And then we'll talk about some more real specific things. But the first thing about day game is you have to remember that women are not expecting to be hit on. I know, you know... (laughs) For most guys, their mindset is, ooh, I'm going to go out and hit on these girls during the day, and, like, you know, they have no, like, you're so wrapped up in thinking about what you're going to do, you forget to realize that she's not expecting to be hit on. Like, she has no fucking idea, and girls do not get hit on during the day a lot. Like, if we lined up 100 girls who are all 7s and above, and we asked them how many times in their life they've been actually hit on, and I'm not talking about catcalled or hollered at, I'm not talking about the fucking gardener who drives by in his pickup and says,
1: hey baby, nice ass."
0: That doesn't count as being hit on. That counts as being catcalled. I'm talking about a guy actually coming up, stating his direct intent, you know, sure they might get chatted up a lot, but I'm not talking about that either, saying direct intent that he is there for some sort of romantic reasons. And If you asked 100 girls, the average, you know, would probably be less than one. I would say the the majority of the girls, that has never even happened to them, even once. It's, It's crazy. So the act of even doing it alone shows that you're, you know, you have crazy balls, which shows that you have at least some level of confidence. Um if you're really nervous and you botch the hell out of it, you're just gonna look like an asshole, but still, <laughs> um, if you deliver what I'm about to tell you guys in like an authentic, straightforward way, you're very rarely gonna get any sort of really bad reactions. You might the worst you're gonna get is a girl just like giving you a you're an idiot look and walking away. Um, and those people on the call could definitely vouch for that. I- I've yet to see someone get a really terrible reaction, and I've even seen multiple times where not just me, but guys I've been filming have been got caught in the act of filming and the girls not even know or pissed or <laughs> she thinks it's funny. Um, Cause you're being genuine. So it's so a bunch of bullshit out there online about how to go about it, how to do it. But remember we want to find like a real natural, easy way that doesn't require a lot of memorization that says you walking up to her and telling her what's up and creating a connection. So Your vibe, when you walk up to a chick, should be playful, not attached to the outcome, um, and what's the word? Um, It should be nonchalant. Like, that's the most important sort of vibe to give off, that what you're doing isn't a big fucking deal, because it's not. You're going to walk up to her, you're going to say some bullshit, she's either going to like you or she's not. Life goes on. Who fucking who. I have very little patience for people with approaching value these days, just because it's such a thing of the past, and it's so easy to get over. You just fucking do it. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to deal with. i like, oh dude, this is gonna happen. That's gonna happen. I just want to tell them to shut the fuck up and stop being a bitch. But unfortunately, as I know from experience, that's not the case. Like it can be extremely nerve wracking. The first time I approached a girl, I was like during the day. Um, I was up in San Francisco attending a pickup 101 workshop. And the entire point of the workshop was just day game, getting over your anxiety. Um, and I was so fucking nervous. Then I walked up, I was like, hey, uh, uh, you're really cute. And then I ran away. <laughs> cool story. <laughs> but their technology for hitting on chicks during the day was pretty pathetic compared to what I'm about to tell you guys and what's out there now. And their approach was just walk up to a girl, give her a compliment, and then see what happens. Totally winging it. And that didn't work very well. Um, but if you guys follow the structure that I'm going to give you, this should be way easier. So the first thing you're going to do is you have to get her attention. And you remember you have to remember that she's not expecting to be hit on. So the first few words that come out of your mouth, if someone's not expecting to be addressed, are going to fall on deaf ears. Like Max right now is typing on his phone, and he might not even have heard what I said. <laughs> Did you hear anything I said? No, he just looked up at me like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm part of the conversation now? Because he's not really involved with this part, so he's, you know, doing other shit. So do you have any idea what I said to you? No. No idea?
2: Not as Not <laughs> right? so, I'm guessing you're making a point of what like, people around you not really think, attention. Exactly. So if you walk straight up to a
0: girl and say, hey, I saw you walking, I had to risk embarrassing me to hell of myself to hit on you in a nervous, really fast way, like I just delivered it, she's going to hear nothing. And she's going to look at you and she's going to be like, uh, huh, wh- what? Uh, she's going to look around like, are you talking to me? She's going to look over your shoulder. So she's not going to hear it. So I see you guys make that mistake almost every single time because they're nervous. They want to race through it and get it over with as fast as possible. And you miss so much gold by doing that. The first thing you have to do is you have to get her fucking attention. And let's talk about girls who are not moving. We'll talk about the hook and swoop in a second. But girls who are either sitting, and let's say she's sitting on a bench. If she's at a mall, maybe she's sitting, you know, somewhere on, like, a couch in the middle of a mall. You know, like a, you know, they have those little rest areas in malls. Maybe she's standing, you know, at a stoplight waiting to cross. Um, Maybe she's out front of a Starbucks sitting at a table or at a restaurant outside sitting at a table. So girls who are sitting or standing, you're going to walk up to them. You're going to face them. Well, you don't need to face head on or not face those head on. I won't go into that. But you need to get close enough to her personal space without invading it like a weirdo. But so she knows that you're addressing her. And don't overcomplicate this. Use fucking common sense. It's not that hard. Pretend that she dropped her wallet and you're delivering it back to her. And you're not going to allow someone who just dropped their wallet to blow you off because it's too important that, she, you know, you're going to give it back. You're not going to be like, oh, excuse me, drop her wallet, and she's not going to look at you and be like, oh, sorry, and walk away. <laughs> you're going to make damn well sure she knows that she dropped her wallet and here's her opportunity to get it back. And that's the same mindset you have whenever you're approaching a girl. Like, you're going to get her attention no matter what. Whether she wants to keep the wallet, doesn't matter, but she's going to know that she dropped it, okay? So, you're going to do that by simply saying, hey, you're going to wait for her to give you eye contact. If she doesn't give you eye contact, say it again. Hey, hello, hey, I'm talking to you. It's it's demanding, or it's not demanding, it's um authoritative, I guess you could say, and it shows a lot of confidence just in the way you say, hey. Like if you watch some of the uh, old approach videos from some of the guy, one of the guys, is named rhymes with Schmeiler. Uh, approach he did in L.A., his his opening hey was, hey, <laughs> the gayest thing ever. <laughs> and since then, Tyler's worked a lot on his tonality and has taken singing classes and worked with a uh, speech pathologist, and now he sounds like a man when he delivers hey. But just that alone, like, you walk up and you're like, hey, you're done. <laughs> you have no shot. <laughs> if she's hot, and she has options. So she's going to give you eye contact if you say it in an authoritative way. And once you've got that eye contact, look her in the eye, count like one one thousand, and then deliver your line. By having that slight pause, you're creating a lot of sexual tension. And that one second pause can make a huge difference. So for some of you guys that are kind of day game experts, like I guarantee most of you aren't doing that. You're not saying, "Hey, look her in the eye." and then counting one 1,000. And just doing that and giving her like really solid eye contact, remember it's nonchalant. You're not like staring daggers into her, but just allowing for that second of sexual tension can have a profound difference on your approaches. I remember I approached this girl named Alona, who I ended up, you know, sort of dating. We were basically casually fucking for like six months. And that day I went out, like my only goal was to, to practice that pause after the hey. And with this girl, I just totally nailed it. Like I could see the spark and the twinkle in her eye after I said hey, she looked at me and I held that eye contact like she melted right there. It didn't matter what I said after that. She was already like, whoa, what's happening? Why am I being talked to? And then when she found out why, she was like beyond into it. So once you have that eye contact, then you're going to deliver the opening line. Now, some of you schmucks, like Mark, that's right under the bus that I talked to a couple days ago, has been attempting the day game or thinking about day game, I think you went out once with Patrick, without studying any of the material. This is bad. <laughs> so Glad uh, you're on the call now and everyone's on the call. But the plan will help huge. And most of the guys who are you know, veterans of the group use pretty much the same standard opening line because it just tends to get really good reactions. And that's, hey, so uh, I saw you walking and uh, I had to risk embarrassing the hell out of myself to come over here and hit on you or flirt with you or meet you. Replace flirt, hit, meet, depending on how, you, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Now, when I first heard that line... Um, I can't remember if I thought it or Jesse thought it. I remember we were in, um, we were in Budapest and um, I instantly like the first time delivering it, it made me crack up. It made me laugh because I really connected with the whole bit of like, so I had to risk embarrassing the hell out of myself, but you know, um, like that whole embarrassing the hell out of yourself part that you should connect with that because you're doing something potentially embarrassing. Right. But by calling that out, you dissipate any sort of awkwardness or embarrassment. You're showing that, like, yeah, this is embarrassing, but I'm gonna do it anyways. It says so many good things about you. If you, when a, most guys who I take day gaming for the first time, or they approach some, or they, you know, post some approach videos, they'll deliver that line without any sort of comprehension about what they're actually saying. Like, they'll be like, "So I had to risk embarrassing myself." it's funny. It's not you being embarrassed. It's funny. You're saying I had to risk embarrassing myself. You're not actually embarrassing yourself. You're risking it. You're only going to be embarrassed if she tells you to fuck off, right? So by saying that, you're essentially creating a contract with her by saying like, this is embarrassing. Don't be a bitch because then I might be embarrassed, right? You don't walk up and say, so I'm really embarrassed, but I had to come talk to you. That's completely different than... I had to risk embarrassing myself. And it's really important that you guys understand that difference. It might sound like I'm kind of harping on it, but that's a complete and total game changer. It's, I can't even, I, mean, I talk about it for 10 more minutes, but that is kind of a standard line. There's, there's a bunch of them though. And you want to pick one that feels the most right to you. Um, a great one that was posted in the group the other day by Jay was uh, well, what do you say? Oh, I don't have anything to say to you, but I wanted to talk to you anyway. Now, he posted that during a, uh, a nighttime, you know, I think he was at the bungalow, and he came up with that out of the blue, and I teach what, what I call the play-by-play, which is essentially just a way to come up with these lines, is you're there and you call out the situation. And that's, that's exactly what was happening at the time. He wanted. He had nothing to say. I (laughs) I don't have anything to say to you, but I wanted to talk to you anyway. It's like brutally honest, refreshing, funny. Um, Because no guy fucking comes up and has anything to say. Because it doesn't fucking matter. So you're just making fun of social stereotypes and chicks love it. It shows that you get it. Um, Now, to alter that one for the day, because if you just walk up to a girl during the day and you say, I don't have anything to say to you, but I wanted to come talk to you anyway, she's going to think, why? Why are you talking to me? Why do you, why do I care that you don't have anything to say to me? I don't understand. What do you want? Are you selling me like, some sort of Save the Whales or Feed Hungry Children campaign? Remember, chicks only get approached during the day by a fucking street salesman trying to sell shit. And if you go somewhere like the Third Street Promenade, or Union Square in New York or San Francisco, there's 8 million assholes running around with clipboards trying to get you to give their money or sign some petition. It's fucking annoying. I never make eye contact with those people just because they have absolutely nothing that, that I want. Um, and they're also usually really bad at approaching. Like, it's It's a really good exercise to go to one of those places and observe how these people do it. And then do the opposite, which is what I'm teaching you guys. They do it half-assed, they're not really confident about it, or they're really aggressive. Like, they're either really scared and they're pussies, or they're really aggressive and in your face. And remember, you want to be nonchalant. That's ideal. So, if I was one of these guys, I would tell them to use a similar line, like, hey, I know you probably don't give a shit about the whales, but you know, if you hear me out for the next 37 seconds and donate, you might feel good about yourself later. I promise I'm only one-third annoying. <laughs> That's exactly how I'd tell one of those idiots to uh, to sell their shit. And I promise I should I should start teaching fucking workshops for those assholes, except if they're doing that job, they're probably completely broke and hopeless. So it'll never work out. Anyways, I digress. Um, so the other few couple lines that, that I've used in the past, that follow that kind of play-by-play, call-it-out scenario. Um, this is the line that I got from Jesse, which is great. Uh, hey, so not to be that guy that, like, hits on you while you're pumping gas. But I got to be that guy. I'm Robbie. Um, that's really great for situations where it's cliche to hit on a chick. Like pumping gas. Mall could be a good example. I don't know. Can anyone think of some other kind of cliche daytime places to hit on a girl. Um, anywhere, like I just mentioned, like Third Street Promenade or Union Square in New York or San Francisco, where they're getting approached a lot, that, that's a good, you know, sort of place. Especially um, Third Street Promenade, there's 10,000 fucking loser pickup artists running around hitting on bitches. Like every single time Genevieve goes to Third Street Promenade, she gets hit on. Uh, and once it was by a guy using that line that he heard from me at some point over the years, and he was just completely hopeless <laughs> after that because he didn't have the rest of the of the formula.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Max was showing you a picture of the third street problem. You know, if, if you guys haven't been there, it's like an open-air mall um, outside on the street, and there's stores on all sides, and there's people you know, doing different performances up and down the street. And there's these people trying to sell shit, right? There's annoying people who are working at kiosk trying to get your attention. There's no way to walk through there without getting harassed by someone. It's a great place to potentially day game because you have lots of opportunities. There's lots of girls walking around because it's shopping, but then again, it's not ideal. We can talk about ideal places to do this later. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> That's not a terrible place to practice because you can get a lot of reps in. So the uh, one other line is if you happen to like do something incredibly outrageous to hit on her, like you ran across the street and there was a lot of traffic or it, you don't even need, you know, e- even if there was no traffic, you can exaggerate and certify and make it silly. Or if you got out of your car Like I've done this before. I pulled over my car, got out, and like ran after a girl to hit on her. Um, If you saw her from like a mile away, and you know you had to, you know, convince yourself or kick yourself to do it. Like these, these are examples of of how to deliver that call it out, play by play opener. Like if I if I saw a girl from across the street and it was a busy street, I'd run across, I'd dodge traffic, I'd say, "Hey." I was just on the other side of the street and I literally did frogger, like zigzagging around traffic, almost got killed by three different cars just to come over here and hit on you. And where I come from, like I would get a medal for this sort of thing. So that's just a you know, a funny example of calling it out. If I was in my car and I stopped to pull over, I would say, Hey, I was driving in my car, literally saw you, broke seven traffic laws hold my car over right after I evaded the cops just to come hit on you. And even though none of you assholes are laughing, the girls would be laughing for sure. Fuck you guys. As far as opening lines, that should cover it. If you do something crazy, you just call it out, um, as I just mentioned, or use one of those other three. Risk embarrassing myself not to be that guy. Um, and if you want to use, I don't have anything to say to you, but I wanted to come talk to you anyway. Just make sure you follow it up. So the whole line is, I don't have anything to say to you, but I want to come talk to you anyway. And by the way, just be clear, this is me hitting on you. So he understands what's happening. Um, Now, for some people listening to this, probably not anyone on this call, but if someone listens to it later and they want to have the direct versus indirect annoying discussion, if they've studied too much pickup artist bullshit, Indirect game, meaning walking up to a girl while she's clearly busy doing something while you're doing nothing, and just trying to chatter up and find situational, funny things to say is next to impossible. Occasionally, yeah, there's those opportunities. Like the, uh, last night, I was at a, mall, um, at a mall. I was at the grocery store. After a hockey game, I was picking up ice because I got hit in the shin with a puck and some other bullshit food for Wiley. And I noticed there was this really ugly little girl, like, harassing the security guard in a funny way. She was, like, threatening to beat up the security guard. And um, if she had been hot, I would have walked up to her after that and made fun of her for, like, attempting to beat up a security guard. not sure what I would have said, something along the lines of, like, you know, it's probably not a good idea to threaten security guards, like... How do you have those balls? I've wanted to be a security guard every single day for the last 10 years of my life. Teach me how you do that, right? That's that's a funny situational way to start a conversation, but what are the odds that's going to happen during the day? What are the odds you're going to observe that? Probably not very high, right? But if you do, there you go. You can you can spice the, You can start up a conversation if you come up with something situational, but if nothing immediately comes to you on the fly... Then fuck it. Use a standard opener. They're all legit. They're all authentic. None of them are like, oh, I'm using a can line. You're not using can lines. You're actually saying what you're doing. You know? So I don't want to hear any of that garbage, nonsense, just more excuses. So after you've delivered the hay, you've given eye contact, you've delivered the line, now she knows what's up. She knows that she's being hit on, and she also knows that you're nonchalant, you're cool, you're laid back, you're having fun. And hopefully she's laughed. If she's laughed, it's a sign that she's attracted to you, or she's enjoying herself. And you're going to follow it up with one more attempt at humor, at least one more attempt. Because if you can make her laugh twice, that's a lot better than making her only laugh once. (laughs) So, follow it up with don't worry, I'm only a third creepy. You can say that every single fucking time. You can say it at night. You can say it during the day. It's a great line. Anytime you've delivered some sort of direct statement of intent, anytime she knows you're hitting on her, you follow up with, don't worry, I'm only like a third creepy. And most likely she'll laugh, say nothing. About 25% of the time I found that she'll say, oh yeah, what's the other two thirds? Which I'll say, a mixture of Polish, German, a little bit of Austrian. I can't really remember. And then she'll laugh at that too,
2: because that's not
0: what she's expecting, right? Creepy and Polish and German is like completely different. So it creates some, some good humor there. And then you can even follow that up with, what about you? What are you? And if she goes, oh, I'm English and Scottish, you can be like, well, what about creepy? What's What's your creepy factor? Now you're already off to the races on a fun conversation. Um, Delivering that line is so money because it shows that you understand social protocol. You understand that you're not supposed to be hitting on her, but you're doing it anyways. You know it's creepy to do it, but you don't give a fuck, and you're not creepy because you called yourself out for being a third creepy. You're only creepy or awkward or weird if you don't know you're creepy, awkward, or weird. That's the rule of thumb. So... If you've gotten a couple laughs at that point, you're golden. You want to continue on. If she's still looking at you like you're an asshole, but she hasn't given you the boyfriend line punch in the face, she hasn't told you that she has a boyfriend, which is her nice way of saying, fuck off, I'm not interested. Like You're either going to get the boyfriend line because she actually has a boyfriend, but if she actually has a boyfriend and you deliver it well, you're going to get an apologetic, laughing oh my god you're hilarious i'm so sorry but i have a boyfriend or i'm married or i'm engaged like those are legit i have a boyfriend responses and those will usually happen 50 of the time no matter what because you know half the population is usually in some sort of relationship um if you get a sorry i have a boyfriend and she's not looking at you odds are she doesn't have a boyfriend and she just thinks you suck Which means either you delivered the lines wrong, you're dressed like an asshole, you smell, um, you made her feel awkward, whatever the reason, you're not getting anywhere. Um, And the only other scenario when she doesn't tell you that I have a boyfriend, but she doesn't laugh, is if she's still, like, unsure. And this doesn't happen very often, but I'll give you guys a way to deal with it. If you approach her, you give the opening line, you follow up with the creepy line, and she's still kind of looking at you like, what do you want, or why are you here? Like, if she's kind of giving you, like, a smug, what-the-fuck look, you call that out. You say, you know, I've seen that look before. Yeah, that one. The look you're giving me now. That's the look that most people give when you want them to fall off a ladder. And if she doesn't laugh at that, you're completely fucked. Because you're essentially, like putting her on the chopping block, calling her out, creating a lot of tension. And if she doesn't laugh at that, say la vie. You can just walk away and say, okay, well, have a nice day. I'll be falling off the ladder now. But if she does laugh at that and she opens up, which she probably will at that point, then you either choose to stay or you transition into more of a connection-building type of conversation. Let's talk about that. Um, but b- before I do I really want to hammer home the point everything I just explained like the mindset behind it why day game, the opening line the creepy line, the eye contact um, the hook and swoop Oh, yeah, I didn't cover the hook and swoop but basically it's how to stop a girl who's moving, watch the video uh, in the day game ebook or on the site it's the only way I can explain it is to have you watch it. the physical move um, all of that shit is like of day game, like what I just went over. If you can just do that, you can deliver those lines, your body language is good, you can get girls laughing, you're going to do great with this shit. And 90% of the mistakes are going to happen during that first 15 seconds. If you don't get her to stop in the right way, you're done. If you deliver the opening line like shit, you're done. If you fuck up the response to the creepy line, like I've got a video of one of my old clients, Philip. He goes, Don't worry, I'm only one third creepy. She goes, What's the other? And he goes, Oh, two thirds normal. (laughs) Like, no, that just proves that you're fucking creepy. (laughs) Like, you can't be one third creepy and two thirds normal. If you say that, it's it's admitting that you're three thirds creepy. (laughs) And to bring it
2: back to the original point Robbie introduced us all, you know, the reason you're day gaming is because it's that much, there's less. Um, noise. that there's less things around you that could you know, disrupt your conversation. So if you're able to get into that, that repetition and, and confidence of approaching women, you know, during the day, at night when there's music, there's guys, there's friends, there's, there's alcohol, all that stuff, all those factors, you're more likely to be able to combat that and have the confidence to stay with the conversation um, and, and not, you know, just shy away, you know, at the first, you know, bad thing that happens. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's so much, so much better. So
0: that, you know, what I just went over is the majority of the sort of reactions you're going to get. So if you don't get that part right, you're going to get punched in the face with, I have a boyfriend pretty much every single time. Like I went out with, um, with Joel in New York, and I think he did maybe 10 to 15 approaches and God, I-have-a-boyfriend pretty much every single time. And the reason why is because he wasn't delivering the opening line well. It was also freezing cold and windy and, like, a terrible day-for-day day game. Um, but
2: those fundamentals were not there. And, and, and having followed up with Joel in, in Scottsdale, they're still not there in the sense that the delivery of that first line – Joel is, and a lot of the other people who were with us that day in Scottsdale are rushing to deliver that line like it's going to immediately save them from, you know, their life. <laughs> but they're stumbling over the first line and the person is just, the girl is just looking at them perplexed and you've lost the ability to make them laugh. Like the delivery is so important and somebody may have laughed in the group when Ken was practicing his delivery, but everyone should be practicing the delivery. It should be so You know, thoughtless in terms of when you're saying it, you should be thinking after what you're going to say after it in terms of the natural conversation flow and the goal of physically, you know, connecting with that individual. So when you do in the event that you get that number during the day, which is so much easier to get that number, when you text them two days later with your standard text, they don't say, who is this? And they don't quiz you on your Instagram and your Facebook because they don't know who Joel is. Like that's the reality of not being able to connect on that first interaction and not and and rushing to the, the, the line, but instead of delivering it properly.
0: Yeah. And thanks for letting us throw you under the bus there, Joel. Not that you had a chance, a choice, (laughs) but I mean, it's a perfect example because, and, and it happened to me too. I was working like i ever pick up one-on-one at the time. And instead of, uh, if I wanted to make more money, I needed a, um, a hidden camera pickup with some sort of clothes, either a number or an email or an instant date or taking her back to, you know, my place and hooking up with her. I needed some sort of clothes. That was their, their rule. And if you had that, that hidden camera video, you got paid more money while coaching. And, At the time, I sucked. I really had no business being a coach at that time. They would pretty much hire anyone. Um, I sucked at day game pretty badly. And um, I went out on video, you know, hidden microphone, wired up. And I did four, I think 30 or 40, I can't remember exactly. It was one of those two numbers. 30 or 40 approaches with consecutive, I have a boyfriend. Every single, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend. It was the most annoying fucking thing ever. And it was completely because of the delivery of those first few things. And like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't even using those lines. I was using much worse shit. Like, Hey, I saw you and you're beautiful. I just had to come talk to you, like making it this big scary deal and making her feel like totally on the spot. Um, that shit just does not work nearly as well as being funny and flirty and direct and nonchalant. So Everyone should be practicing that. Like I said, post those videos so we can critique you. We can have a good laugh. It'll be fun. And you'll see where you're fucking that up.
2: Um, Are there old um, videos of day gaming on the website or anywhere that we can reference? Or are they not up right?
0: I have a huge database of videos, like dating back from the beginning when we started the group. And I'm going to put them up on the new site. Um, You know. As fast as i can i'm I'm a fucking internet idiot. The fact that I have a a website that I don't need a coder for is is good enough, but I'm gonna do my best to get those up soon. I just need permission from the guys in the videos um but they're really good training aids to see how how they you know either either made it happen or screwed it up. So let's talk now about the transition statement. And when to use a transition statement, meaning after you've delivered those lines, she's laughing and she's enjoying herself. She's either going to be standing there planted and, you know, an eager audience listening to whatever you have to say next, or she's going to be giving you some sort of physical indication that she needs to go. Um, this has nothing to do with whether or not she's attracted to you because remember if she's not, she's going to already throw out that she has a boyfriend or something, but she's going to give you a physical sign, meaning she's going to be like inching towards where she's going or just facing her body directly away from you. Like it's obvious. Use common sense. Don't just bumble on in conversation. If she's like walking away, call it out. Say, well, it's obvious that you're like rushing somewhere. I've uh, got to be on my way, too. And then use the fake number line. So give me your number. If you don't like me, give me a fake one. That will work if you deliver the rest of it correctly. Um, doesn't matter if you've had any sort of conversation. Literally, lock up. Hey, not to be that guy. Or Sorry, I didn't do the pause. Hey, not to be that guy that hits on you while pumping gas. But I totally have to be that guy. Don't worry. I'm only a third creepy. It looks like you're getting in your car ready to go anyways, and I got to go too. So give me a number. If you don't like me, give me a fake one. You guys can collect a lot of numbers that way. But if your approach isn't memorable, if you don't really make that, like, solid eye contact, if she doesn't laugh, if, if, you know, it's not that physical connection, then you're going to get the, who is this? Can I have your Facebook? Can I have your Instagram to make sure as Maxwell is saying. Um, so only do that if you don't have time to talk to her. In the other sense, might as well stay, practice your conversation skills and try to make a connection because if you really nail that, you could end up hooking up with her right then and there on the spot in some rare circumstances when the logistics are right. Um, but more importantly, you're way more likely to make a connection and have that turn into a a date and a a really awesome date at that because she's already showing up thinking you're a boss. So the best way that I like to transition is, you know, so this is if she's giving me eye contact, she's standing there, she's laughing, and she's an eager, engaged party, is I'll follow up with, so where are you coming from? Where are you going? And this is a great question because it's really two questions in one, and it allows you to go down a couple different threads. She'll be like, oh, I'm just leaving work and on my way to the gym. It's a very typical response you'll hear if you approach a girl on the sidewalk in New York City around 5 p.m. They're leaving work and they're going to gym or they're leaving work and they're going to happy hour. So you can be one step ahead and already have like witty, cool shit memorized for those sort of situations. Like if I, if the girl gives me the like leaving work, going to gym, I'll, I'll, I might throw in there like, so are you like a weightlifting chick or are you going to do, um, what the hell is it called? That spin class, um, soul cycle. Every fucking bitch does soul cycle. So I might tease her and I'll be like, Let me guess. Soul cycle <laughs> And then we'll get in the conversation which is relevant to pop culture and Soul Cycle and we'll talk about how it's either awesome or lame or you know, my thoughts on Soul Cycle and how every fat chick thinks she's working out when she's doing Soul Cycle that she's really not. And then I'm mentor gaming her and we're going into all the shit that we teach in the conversation workshop. There's no way we could I could do any of this justice like covering conversation skills in this you know on this call. so I'm not even going to try. Come to the conversation workshop, learn the skills, like avoiding the cliche, um, mentor game, all of that really important stuff for being a good conversationalist, deep rapport, the emotional roller coaster, using colorful, vivid language. like you guys need to really understand all of that, and then you need to practice it a shitload. Now, while you're in the conversation, don't be super quick to make worthless, agreeable statements like, yeah, uh-huh, right, oh, yeah, cool, like, hopefully you guys understand what I mean by that. Maxwell, tell me some shit, and I'll demonstrate what not to do.
2: Uh, so, I'm going to the gym later. Oh, cool. And I'm having dinner with my mom tonight. Oh, yeah?
1: Okay, okay. <laughs>
2: it's really I'm
0: annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this happens to girls how often do you think that happens to girls every, day. every fucking conversation they have with fucking losers all day every day that happens because guys are so eager to please them and to like oh yeah and they're doing what Maxwell is which is smiling and nodding profusely like oh uh, yeah yeah uh-huh right uh-huh sure like anytime I video someone who's new to day game they're gonna do that shit they're gonna be smiling nodding like way too fucking eager don't do that you are doing it stop it. Um, don't nod your head like an asshole at everything she says stop focusing on what to say next just listen to what she's saying uh, if you're thinking about what to say next you're not really listening slow down like the slower you speak and the louder you speak the more confident you're going to come across and don't be afraid of a second of, of silence like silence is golden like if she if if I'm going to role play with Maxwell, and
2: I say, so where are you coming from? Where are you going? Uh, I'm coming from work, and I'm going to my apartment to get changed for yoga. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, I wanted to do that example because in the conversation. And at that point, she may not instantly respond back with a question. If she does, you know she's interested. Maxwell just looked at me like, okay, what the fuck do you want after this? Which is when I would need to follow up. But I gave a second, and I did it too long, which is awkward. But I gave a second of a window for her or him, in this case, to ask me a question back. And you always want to give that opportunity. You know, you, it's okay to count like one, one, thousand, two before firing off your next piece of content, before either asking a question or adding filler conversation. And, well, if, you're, if you can do that, you can really allow her to invest in the conversation. And it's, it's both a psychological thing, in the sense that, like, if she starts asking questions and seeking rapport, it gives you that confirmation that she's interested. She would not do that if she wasn't interested, she would not bother. But if you don't give her the opportunity and you just you pull a Dave uh, hitting on the, uh, I think she was Croatian or I forget what she was. But he fired off nine consecutive Walter Cronkite style questions. Where are you from? What do you do? What's your major? How long are you here? Where are you going now? <laughs> nine of them. That was five. I couldn't even think of the next four. Um, but he fired off nine consecutive questions without providing any colorful commentary or filler and without giving her the opportunity to ask him a question back. So slow down, allow her to respond. Um, and if she isn't going to respond, if she isn't giving you anything, she's probably not interested. So that's a good place to kind of bow out and not waste too much time. You can you can give her the, uh, you know, if, if she doesn't seem that interested, you could use that that calling it out look again if you hadn't used it. Or you could just say that you have to, you have to run and then give me your number if you don't like me, give me a fake one. Um I really want you guys to go through the conversations and the videos in the in the day game ebook. Um if you just go to interconference.com slash ebooks, you'll see it. And I think there's like seven or eight different examples of me hitting on girls. You can hear the full audio. Single girls, girls. Um, Awesome. Um, I love sirens. So, um, when you hit on two girls or multiple girls, you're gonna use, you're gonna enroll them as your wingman. So after the creepy line, before any sort of transition statement, if you have them laughing, you're going to say, "All right." I need you to be my wingman. You're going to address the other girl or girls. And I'm expect, so, all right, I need you guys to be my wingman. I'm expecting an A-plus effort. I will be grading. And at any point, if I stall out, say something stupid, or fumble it with your friend, you have to save me. Deal? So anything along the, of the, along the lines of that, where you're calling out the fact that, like, they're going to help you in the conversation. And those conversations can be a lot more fun. Um, it's easier to have a conversation with three people than it is with two. Um, especially be, well, especially in these situations because you're more likely to run out of shit to say or to get tongue-tied. You can always just turn to the, the wingman and be like, all right, I'm out of shit. Come on, wingman. This, you're up. Come to bat for me. Save me here. Um, and you can revert back to that funny banter that you had. So a, a way more advanced concept that won't matter um, if you guys aren't nailing that first part is using callback humor kind of in the conversation? If you watch some of the videos um, in the ebook, you'll notice I do that. Where I'll I'll come back to the like what I said in the beginning of you know that I had to risk embarrassing the hell out of myself to hit on her, um, and I'll do that by bringing up the fact that I'm hitting on her again um, in the video. With me and a couple girls, uh, I said that example that I just said where I'm like, all right, well, fuck, I don't know what to do from here. Come on, wingman, help me out. And you're just, you're bringing, like, that's fun. That's flirty. That's creating sexual tension. You're reminding her that, like, you're this cool guy. Because you don't want to go too much into the biographical exchange of information questions. It can get a little boring and dull. That's why it's so important to add colorful commentary and humor. You want to keep it light and fun and easy. And these conversations should not last more than three or four minutes. If they're going on and the conversation has a lot of steam, then suggest an instant date right then and there. Like, so, I mean, we don't need to talk here on the sidewalk when we could be drinking coffee. Come on, we're getting coffee. Let's go.
2: And if she agrees, you can
0: put out your hand. I mean, you should put out your hand while you're asking that. She'll grab your hand and start walking. So, by the way, this is our first official date. And I'm sorry, I don't have flowers. Probably won't have them on the second date or the third or the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh. Maybe after like our 10-year anniversary, you can get flowers, but in lieu of like a ring or a diamond or anything like that. Cool? More fun, flirty shit. Calling it out, right? So I'm doing stuff like that constantly in in my approaches, which is what makes my conversion rate so much higher than someone who's not doing that stuff, who's just walking up, viewing out the line, and then having a boring back-and-forth conversation and then asking for the phone number.
2: Or someone comes in super strong and then has nothing to say after it, i.e. my other roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So um,
0: always, 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 always go for the number, even if you think you have no shot. If you've you've bothered to open her and talk to her and she hasn't thrown out that she has a boyfriend, always ask for the fucking number. And whenever I hear of guys saying, you're talking to this girl, whether it's day game or night game, and they say, no, I didn't ask for a number. Fuck you. Suck a fucking dick. Go kill yourself.
2: No number didn't happen.
0: No number, well, not even that. Like I agree with that, but like from her standpoint, think about it. Like, this guy went to all the trouble to, like, stop me, hit on me, tell me he was hitting on me. I, sta- I was chatting with him, but he didn't ask for my number. Like, what am I supposed to fucking magically bump into him again? Did my breath stink? It, did, did he change his mind about me during the course of that interaction? Like, she's going to feel incredibly rejected by that. And I promise there's not a whole lot she could do if she's hot in the first place, to not warrant getting the number, unless she's just completely psycho. But (laughs) the odds of that are very slim. And even if she is fucking completely psycho, still ask for the number because it shows if she really likes you or not. You get feedback on whether or not you did a good job. There's no scenario where you're going to tell me to not ask for the number if she hasn't already given you the I have a boyfriend, married, or some sort of other disclaimer telling you she's not interested. And the way to ask for the number every single time if you've been talking to her for less than five minutes is, so give me a number. If you don't like me, give me a fake one. That's it. If you've been talking to her for 15 minutes and she's fucking in love, don't use the fake number part because you'll just look like a socially awkward idiot. You know, don't ask the girl that you've been making out with for 10 minutes for her number or fake number. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) on the one occasion of that, um, I mean, you could. I fucked a girl not too long ago. And after we fucked, I didn't have her number. It was, like, a one-night stand. I was like, give me your number. Uh, unless the sex was dad, give me a fake one. And clearly, she gave me a fake one. No, just kidding. Um, she's been hitting me up, like, every fucking night for booty calls.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> she's a fucking heroin child. <laughs> Complete freak show. <laughs> um, you know... You could say that after you've made out with a girl too when you're, when you're leaving. Like, oh, I need your number. And if I'm a bad kisser, you can give me a fake one. That's never going to happen, but it's funny. Right? But don't say, give me your number. If you don't like me, give me a fake one after you fucked the girl or made out with her. You can say it after like five minutes of conversation. Um, otherwise, don't. Um, now, every fucking guy always wants to know what do I say when she tells me she has a boyfriend? You don't say anything. (laughs) You fuck off. Unless you're Donald, who cannot take no for an answer, or you really want to push it, I recommend, you know, there's really not a lot of upside to doing it. I guess you could argue that it's a free roll. Um, But (laughs) if you really want to say something when she tells you I have a boyfriend, your only the only response that I've ever seen, which is what Donald came up with, which is which is actually pretty good. It doesn't fucking work very often. Maybe one out of a hundred, this is gonna work. Um but you say, Oh yeah, well, did you put a ring on it? And you look at her hand and she's gonna say no. And if she's not into you, she's gonna be like, No, but like he promised me and blah 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 and you're gonna say cool story and walk away. <laughs> not actually, but um or She'll give you some, if she's not into him, but she's just saying that she has a boyfriend, um, even though she's attracted to you for whatever reason, maybe she's just programmed and conditioned to not give out her number. Um, That's the one time when you can kind of get past that. That's the one time you can be like, so he hasn't put a ring on it. You don't sound too enthusiastic. Uh, Remember I told you you could give me a fake number. Cue fake number. And you hand her your phone. She's not going to give you a fake number. That, like I said, maybe one out of a hundred that'll work. Um. So that kind of covers all the fundamentals about day game. Hopefully, for some of you guys that have been doing this for a long time, that wasn't too much uh, recap. Uh, I am curious to hear from a couple of of the veterans, the day game veterans, what they like. A couple of the nuggets that maybe were refreshers for them, something that they that they maybe weren't doing and realized that they needed to be doing more of. So Sherbon, Tyler, you guys are pretty experienced. Jason, you guys have anything you want to add? or Do you have any response to that? Yeah, the
1: thing you Uh, said
2: about pausing two seconds to let them either ask you a question or build up what you said, I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, and that could be a total game changer. Cool. Sherbaugh and Jason, anything else? Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree that pausing for a couple seconds is really helpful, especially for people that are nervous. Um,
0: I know when I first was doing a lot of day game at the beginning, I just kept talking really quickly. So uh, just being conscious of that. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely kind of get carried away in, in yappy land. So that would be a good one for you
2: yeah for me, uh yeah, for me, it would be uh, having a ready response to whatever she's likely to say after you ask her like where are you uh, where are you coming from? where are you going? She's probably shopping, going to the gym, uh going home, so uh in addition like memorizing the opener, like maybe having a few uh, canned replies for each of those scenarios is useful.
0: yeah, exactly. Do 100 questions exercise, and if you've already done it, do it again, um, and focus on, on those sort of responses, because, uh, you know, what makes me so good at that is I've got those things ready to go. I've fired off those sort of responses so many times. I've talked about the ridiculousness of soul cycle so many times, it just naturally comes to me right away. And it's, remember, it's not improv, it's recall talk about that in the conversation workshop. What doesn't make a good... What makes a good conversationalist, conversationalist is your ability to recall humor. There's very few people that are witty enough to come up with shit on the fly mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So being able to recall other funny shit from the past is just a skill that takes practice. Um, I guess one thing I'll say about approach anxiety, if anyone wants to be doing this and they're not, it's really, really fucking easy to get this done if you're on some sort of bet. Um, You either tell me you're going to approach X number of girls and write it up, and if not, I'll bill your credit card. If you're out with a buddy, hand him all the money in your wallet and say keep it unless I do X, Y, Z. And I promise the the fear of losing your hard-earned cash is worse than getting rejected by a girl. So if you want to learn how to get over a fear, replace it with a a fear that's more scary. And you'll get over the first one pretty easily. Like if you're afraid to fall down while ice skating, then play in a hockey game. And you won't really worry about falling down. You'll worry about not getting fucking killed. And odds are you'll skate pretty well. Like the best way to learn how to skate is to actually play. Um, Same thing goes here. It's a metaphor there. So, any other questions about day games specifically?
2: Okay. What about random questions about anything? Hey, Robbie, uh, this is Ken. Uh, earlier, you mentioned that you, prefer, you still prefer day game over night game. I'm wondering whether or not you could go into that.
0: Sure. Um... Let's say let let's take like the night game scenario I mentioned where you're at a table with a promoter that's your buddy and there's a bunch of models and you're drinking for free. Right? At that table at any given time, maybe there's seven, eight, ten girls, right? Um, that are viable options. Let's say, you know, in the best case scenario you're going to be able to walk away with maybe five, six numbers if they're all friends without looking like a total fucking scumbag man of the year idiot. Um, by man of the year, it's a funny term that uh, Ben coined, or I heard him first say it. When Sasha and I were out in the Hamptons, and um, Sasha was dancing on the table. There was like six girls surrounding him. They were all giving him love. And he was just like, he was the man of the year. (laughs) But guess what happens with the man of the year? Every girl sees you hitting on every other girl. And even if you had gotten her number or, you know, she was into you before, if she sees you hitting on too many girls, you just look like a scumbag. So from a, you know, efficiency standpoint, if all the girls know each other or, you know, they see you interacting with all these other (laughs) girls, there's, there's only, you know... So much that can come from that, right? Like, if I go out for bottles and I walk away with three really solid phone numbers or, you know, three really solid interactions from, you know, partying with the moho, I consider that, like, a huge win. Most likely what's going to happen is I'll end up banging one of the girls and then all of her friends will know that I banged her and then I can't bang any of the other ones. Or occasionally if, you know... I play my cards right, then I can bang all of the other ones. <laughs> uh, but that's a whole different conversation. But I just want to give that as, a, as an example of, you know, you take the situation where you're drinking for free, there's tons of smoke shows around. Um, there is a lot more social dynamics at play that make that situation harder. With day game, you could go out for an hour in New York City and get 10 really fucking solid numbers, Right. And it doesn't cost you anything. You don't even have to be drunk, and none of them are going to know that you hit on any girls beforehand. So, in terms of setting up dates and practicing conversation skills and building a harem, um, day game is second to none. Like, if you want to just go out and party and rage with hot girls, then obviously, you know that other example is, is better. But from an efficiency standpoint, um, and from a non-drama Um, you know improving your dating life improving your conversation skills standpoint day game is way better makes sense
2: Ken yeah thank you what else you guys got
1: any questions about anything we got
0: another few minutes before we wrap up
2: Yeah, uh, you mentioned that uh, that Third Street is great for reps, but it's not necessarily your uh, your favorite day game venue. So i uh, just wondering what what other venues you recommend in LA.
0: Yeah, so what you say? Well, Nashville said the Grove. The Grove is very similar to Third Street, where you're going to get high traffic. Um, it's better than Third Street because there's not as many vendors, uh, but it's that same basic concept. Any 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 mall is essentially the same. Um, you know, the Beverly Center is like that as well. Um, my favorite venues in L.A. are Main Street in Santa Monica, which is very convenient for you, Siobhan, because it's right where you live. Um, you don't get as high as traffic, but you do get pretty high quality. And usually the girls on Main Street are, like, meandering a little bit more. Either they're, like, hanging out outside the Earth Cafe or they might be, like, riding beach cruisers. Um, they're not really like in the, I'm really busy going from point A to point B, like shopping or walking down the streets in New York sort of mentality. Like the ultimate best day game approaches are always from the girls that have nothing to do, which you can't control. But all the times that I've like met a girl and hooked up with her that day or had like awesome interactions or, um, instant dates, it's always just logistically nice that they're, they're not really busy. They're just chilling. Right. Um, so Main Street is good. um up and down Melrose is pretty good because it's it's shopping, but it's not nearly as like centralized as the Grove or third street or beverly center um Where else pretty much like up and down the Sunset Strip, there's always a lot of hot girls um at the Sunset Plaza. And one of my favorite things to do that I don't know if anyone's actually ever executed on this. Um, I used to do this in San Diego. I would go to yoga studios when they were getting out. And I guarantee when a yoga class gets out, there's going to be at least one, probably four or five smoke shows to hit on. And you can't hit on all of them, obviously, because you don't have enough time unless you do a, a quick one and and you see the other girl walking the other direction, maybe she came out of class late and you can do it again. But I promise you'll get at least one, like, really solid shot at a hot girl and, um, if, you, <laughs> if you wait outside of a, of a yoga class. Especially if you're in, like, a rural location, like Kin, for example, New Jersey, where you might go out and find no one, I guarantee you go where a yoga class is ending and there'll be at least one. Make sure you don't hit on the girl in front of like all the other girls and do the same thing the next day, because then you'll get found out pretty hard. And then my other thing in l a, which is great, um, driving, like there's so much fun um, what's the word creative stuff to do, hitting on a girl while she's driving. Um, and that happens a lot like in in l a traffic, you're gonna pull up next to a hot girl. A pretty good percentage of the time. So, you know, you could roll your window down, you could ask her how to get to Sesame Street. <laughs> Jesse and I have a, a funny story about that in San Francisco. Rolled it out in the window. I I asked the girl, Hey, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? And she pulled out a map. <laughs> I jumped in the back seat. <laughs> this was this was at night at like two thirty and they were smoking hot so this isn't really applicable to day game but we ended up hanging out with those girls and after partying with them but just the opener like hey can you tell me how to get to sesame street oh just kidding this is just me hitting on you yell your number give me your number or yell yell a fake one at me like you can be obnoxious from the car you can be way more obnoxious and silly or you could like honk at her um you know you can really have fun with it in the car um, the not to be that guy line was amazing for in the car because it's such a fucking cliche thing to do. Like, do the little roll down the window hand motion when she rolls down, be like, not to be that guy to, like, hit on you in traffic. But um, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you'll get hilarious fucking reactions from that. And there's so many opportunities to do that if, if you stay aware while you're driving. Just, you know, look next to you, look left and right every time you stop. And don't be afraid to pull your car over do that crazy stuff. When you do the crazy stuff, the approaches that are just so absurd, usually it will create um, a better mindset for you. Like you'll be in a more kind of fun, like energetic, creative mood and that'll wear off and you'll have a lot more success on your approaches. Like if you're just going out to like practice and like get a bunch of numbers like that, it usually hurts your, your cause the more spontaneous and fun you can be with this stuff, the better. It's just not easy to be spontaneous or fun if you have crazy anxiety and you haven't practiced a lot. So for some of you more advanced guys, make advantage of, like, do the hard ones. You'll get more love on the hard ones than on the easy ones. I mean, do the easy ones too, but you get the point. Cool.
2: Cool, guys. Uh, Any other questions? I have one more question. Um, Yeah, so you said for day game you aim to – have the conversation between three to five minutes and then you would ask for a number. So now do you sort of prevent going into rapport when you know or do you just like aiming for the number?
0: No. I mean there's so much to that question. There's so many different variables that change I can't directly answer that. you're not aiming at rapport. You might mean connection by rapport, but the language that you use is important. You're aiming to make a connection, okay? And what you could connect about could be a number of things. Um, it could simply be a physical connection where she thinks you're really hot and balls for doing it. It could be that you both find out that you are really into running and you talk about where you like to run around the city. Um It could be that you both have a mutual hate of soul cycle. Like you don't know what that connection is going to come from, but your job is to find it. And once you've found it, like the interaction will change. You'll you'll notice a shift in the energy or the vibe between the two of you. Like she'll get way more excited. Her eyes will light up. um, She'll pay more attention. She'll probably start asking you more questions. That's when you can tell you've made a connection. And if that has happened, that's when you want to, you know, that's when you're always going to get a solid number. Like, she doesn't hit you with a boyfriend thing. You've created a connection. Odds are you're going to get a date out of that. Very rare that that wouldn't result in a date, right? There's no reason why it wouldn't. Um, Or you can go on an instant date. If you haven't made a connection and it's been three to five minutes and you're just, like, searching and prodding and you're starting to try too hard... You you still can kind of ride the coattails of the hard work you put in just to get to that point. Like, it doesn't necessarily, if you don't make a connection, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get a date, right? It just means that she's not completely sold. But if you made her laugh a few times and just the fact that you approached her and showed that you had the courage to do that, where most guys don't, um, that can be enough. To get you the date, just from that. So don't think of it like there's a time zone limit. Like, try to use common sense. Where like, okay, you've been talking for three minutes on the sidewalk, and why are we talking here when we could be getting coffee, right? Think of it more like that, and that's exactly what you say to her to get an instant date. Or if you really have to go, or the conversation's dying, and you haven't really created enough of a connection to to take her on an instant date. And I I should probably make that note. Like if you haven't created a connection, odds are the instant date won't happen. Um, And pushing for that may not be the right play. It's just tough for me to say that because it's not always clear to guys who don't really know what to look for if you've made a connection. Because it's not always about a topic you're connecting over. A lot of the time, it's just a physical connection. You can see how much love she's giving you. You can see how into, her, into you she is. She's asking you a ton of questions. And even if you haven't found anything and you've just been flirting and bantering, like that's awesome. That's a great connection. And you can go on the instant date. But if you feel like you're stalling out, she's not really adding a lot, but she hasn't told you she has a boyfriend, that's usually when you can go for the number and you know exit before blowing yourself out. Got it. Thanks. Sure. So you guys better be fucking day gaming after this call. (laughs) That's all I can say. I need to see a bunch of write-ups and reports about how this call made you day game and now you're having an awesome
1: time.